And we've been talking for three weeks, and, and I'm uh, probably we'll we'll finish up with it this time. We've been talking about uh, our calling, and uh, this this thing that God's getting involved with, and who how we've been made, and our pur- the purpose for our life. Amen. So, uh, we've gone through several different ones. Go back and look at them. It's preparation for what we're going to look at here today. But uh, today I'd like to talk about, um, and, you know, Lindsay referred to this in the announcements. We get an opportunity to go out into the community and to, we have an education connection thing where we can go into the schools now. They've invited us into the schools to come and be a presence. Yeah. We're, we're, we're actually supposed to wear our church shirts. So they can know where we're coming from. Isn't that kind of interesting? In America? Did you know that they've, they've repealed this concept of separation of church and state? That it does not really exist anymore? That they can't hold that against anybody? It's been a really quiet thing. Because they don't want anybody to know about it. But we can go. We can pray. We can pray in schools. What? Yeah, yeah. We can actually do that. Right? Because some people have been working. Prayers have been answered. People have been standing up and doing some legislation that makes that happen. But what are we supposed to do? We don't just show up. We show up with what? The glory of God. We need to be carrying the glory of God. Amen? And what I want to look at today is, is what this looks like. Remember when Jesus, Jesus did something with, with uh, some of his disciples. He took them up on a mountain. Remember Peter? And, uh, and what happened to him there? He was transfigured, wasn't he? he? It was the glory of God came on him and caused him to shine. Kind of like Moses probably, right? Where when you have a real encounter of, with God, it changes your appearance. It changes your glory. Your glory takes on the one that you're having the encounter with. And it causes you to be, have an effect that you cannot make on your own. When you just show up with your own wonderful thoughts and your own things that you can come up with on your own, there's a great, it's greatly limited. But you show up in the school carrying the glory of God. And you know what? You might not ever have to say a thing. But somebody knows that somebody knows God. <laughs> right? So... So what I want to look at today is this, and we're going to call it shining, being a light. Uh, so part of, part of uh, uh, our experience of going to Colorado this week was um, I've got a fence in the backyard that I started to repair. I've done about a third of it, but I didn't get the whole thing done. How many know these privacy fences in Texas? They don't make it, especially those ones they do at first, right? Um, you know, they just, they, they fall down. They, they, they just don't make it, especially if you got a dog like mine that's on one side of that fence, and he's wanting to make friends with the neighbor. So we're in the middle of a prayer session, you know, and Braden comes up to me, and he says, Poppy, Tebow, Tebow, we named him after Tim Tebow. You know, that, that was the year that he got into the NFL. I like Tim Tebow. They actually had a winning season when he was playing. Anyway, uh, Brain says, Tebow got into the neighbor's yard. And she came and gave it, you know, the reason why he knew we have one of those ring cameras, you know, on the front. And she came and said, she's, she's German, so she has kind of a broken accent, you know. And she said, I believe your dog, I can't do it. So anyway, <laughs> I believe your dog, the brown dogs, it came into my yard. And so, man, I'm thinking, oh, man, what am I going to do? And I get a hold of Hayden, and Hayden's able to go over there and, and help him get back in. And then he does it again. He, he's a very crafty dog. He found out that if he could do it once, he can do, he can figure out a way to do it again, right? And uh, so point is, I couldn't do anything personally until I finally got home. We get home Friday night. We get home like right before the sun's going down. And man, I'm feeling bad. My neighbor, you know, she's had to put up. He's not a bad dog, but what do dogs do? They get rid of the stuff that they ate. And they usually just kind of 
do put it wherever they want to put it. And if it's in their neighbor's yard, well, they just feel free to do that. You know, it's like, anyway, a lot of things needed to be taken care of. And I'm feeling so bad. And I said, oh, man, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to go ahead and do this. And I get all the stuff back into the backyard. And I think, man, I can't see anything. It got dark. <laughs> so I told Carla, I said, I, I, I called her and I said, I'm going to wait till tomorrow. I'm going to wait till we get, have some light because some things just don't get done if you can't see, right? It's, it's hard to actually communicate if you can't see. Those mask things, you know, they kind of made it really hard not to just to breathe but to, to communicate. You know, my sister has a hard time here, and so she said, man, I need to see people's lips, Cover them up, and I can't see you. What you're, I can't see what you're saying. <laughs> I need to see it to hear it, <laughs> right? <clears throat> but this is very, very similar to actually what's going on in the world right now. It's, it's amazing. If you get something dark enough, you can just spout any kind of law, lie, and people will swallow it because they can't see. They're in darkness. It requires light for people to even understand or receive the truth. And this was really the condition of mankind that caused Jesus to need to come to earth, wasn't it? We were covered with darkness. We the, you know what? Satan is still the God of this earth. Jesus came to provide an opportunity, but Satan is still the God of this earth. We don't just say God's in control. <laughs> I, he better not be. Some of this stuff going on, Right? I'm, I'm glad that we can get hooked up with the, with the right way. We don't have to be moved by these things at all. But there still is a darkness over the earth. And, and we'll see why it's so necessary for us to receive that we've been called to do something about that. Yes. We're supposed to make a difference in this. And there's so many reasons why we will not, as long as we're in defeat, as long as we're uh, caught up in darkness ourselves. it's really hard to project if you're covered up with darkness yourself. And this can be us in church also. If we get caught up in, in strife and division and sin, man, sin comes at us in so many different ways. Jesus said, you don't even have to do anything anymore. You just have to think about it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can commit adultery and never even touch somebody. Just in your mind. And, and that's just as devastating to shining as if you actually committed the act. So there's all kinds of things that can restrict that. And this is not to be a, a heavy against us, but it's a reality. And if the light is not shining, there is no projection of the answer. No ability to see. Can you see that? And that poop's just going to lay in the neighbor's yard all night long. Until the morning. When the, when the light comes on. So, um, one other thing, you know, real quick. I, I actually climbed Kilimanjaro. And, um, and the last night of that, you get it, they get you up at like... Uh, one o'clock in the morning, and you hike for six hours in the dark. And what they do is they put a they put a one of those headlamps on you, you know. And the thing is, all you can see is right here. And you know, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> it's kind of depressing because, in fact, your feel your oxygen levels going way down. You know, it's I think it's nineteen thousand feet you get to, and. Um, and your oxygen level's going down, and you're, and you're feeling, I actually was getting depressed. I was like, whoa, it's kind of weird emotional things come over you, you know? And partly because all you can see is one little thing. You can hear people talking, but you're, you, you're not having interaction. You're, you're, all you can see is like what's before you. Yeah. But it's amazing what happened once the sun came up. You get, you get to the peak, and, and the sun's coming up just at that time. It's really beautiful. It's like you're in an airplane because you're above the clouds, you know, and you're, you're looking out over. And, and uh, what happens when the sun comes out is now you can see everything. Now you're encouraged. 
You, you see the, you see the, uh, uh, the surroundings, and it equips you to, to have a different perspective. And now, instead of just trudging along, making sure you're making every step right, you actually go down really quick. In fact, I ran. First time we, I climbed it a couple of times. First time, we went all the way down in one day. And, and you just run. Why? Because the sun's out. You can see what's right there. It's, it might, there's a lot of obstacles, but you can get around them. Why? Because it's clear. You have a clear perspective of, what's, of, of the path, right? The path might even be rough, but you can, you can handle it because you can see it. When the aura of the sun comes out, it illuminates everything. Okay? There'll be a correlation here. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's look here first at um, Jesus actually, you know, how many would admit that Jesus is the light? In fact, that's why he came. The world was in darkness. He didn't just come to be our savior. He became, you know, he couldn't be our savior unless we received light. Because you can't receive him as savior until some darkness is pushed back enough for you to receive the truth. There's, there's a reality of the gospel, but it requires light in order for it to take place. The reception of it. Can you see that? So, Jesus' calling is to be the light to a dark world. So, what Jesus says, though, is he says, I came to be the light. But then he turns it and he says, and now I'm calling you the light. So, this is a calling that's not... We can't determine, we can say, that's somebody else's calling. They look kind of light, you know. I'm not, I, I'm not like them. I'm not bubbly and, you know, cheerful and stuff. I'm kind of introvert. I'm kind of melancholy. I can't be a light. I'll let that be their ministry, their calling. And Jesus says, no, this is everybody's calling. This is the purpose that we've been brought into the kingdom for. And we'll see this, okay. John 16, 9. I'm sorry, John John 1, 6 through 9, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light. So this is one of the first places it talks about him being the light. And John says, John the Baptist, he, he comes along and he starts preaching about this light that's going to come. So that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. Now, this is the difference between John and us, okay? The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. There is a correlation, though. What did it say about John? It said, it wasn't about him being the light, but he was telling about the light. Right? Okay, let's keep going here. So, <clears throat> so Paul's describing Jesus. He says, the one, there's somebody coming after me. That is the light that's going to dispel the darkness in this world. He says, I'm not that light, but I'm telling you about him. You know, there's something about just proclaiming Jesus. Just declaring him. It makes a way for him. <laughs> that's, what, that's what John's calling was, wasn't it? There's a voice crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Well, what did that do? That made way for the light to be received. You know, it's kind of hard to get excited about a new movie if you never get to watch the previews, right? If you never hear about it. Why would I want to? I, don't, I haven't even heard about it. He said, no, man, you wait till you. That awakens this opening in the heart. I want to know something, right? So then Jesus comes along and, he, and he, he says, remember John said, I'm not the light? And Jesus comes along and he says, you are the light. Isn't that interesting? You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. He's calling us the light. Now, that's going to require some work. It's going to require him fulfilling his, his calling and laying down his life for us. But the purpose that he came to accomplish, some of the things I believe he said are by faith. You know, he's talking to some people that aren't even really born again yet, and he's calling them light. Man, that's some faith, isn't it? 
I'm so glad that God said some stuff about me that really hasn't been lived out yet, but he said it about it anyway, and so I can stand on it, and I can, I can put my trust in that, and I can live it. Amen? And I think we can do this with what Jesus said right now. Man, he called me light. I take that personal. <laughs> you know? I'm going I'm to I'm start to adjust how I see myself here. Right? And not only are you a light, but you're going to be seen. You're going to be in a place where people can be affected by you. You're not going to be under a bushel somewhere. Right? But you're going to shine. Now, we're going to see how critical this is. This is God's plan. You know, Jesus came a long time ago to be the light. But we're the plan for today. If there's going to be any effect, you know, we can, we can watch the news and we can be all discouraged because of, man, what's happening next? How, I couldn't believe this. You know, 10 years ago, we would have never thought this stuff would happen, would we? Amen. We would never have thought that would happen. We can get all dis- discouraged about that <laughs> because it's dark. And God says, you know what? Let's don't be impressed by the darkness. Let's be impressed by the light. And let's let who he's already become in us, be released through us. Can you see that? All right. John 12, 35. The opportunity for light walking is limited. Now, this is something we need to really take to heart because Jesus called us this light. And I just indicated that there's some progress that's going to need to be made for that to actually be seen, right? But we can't be waiting around for this. We can get started with it right now. And this is what I want to encourage us with today. There's an opportunity for us to respond to this truth today and to to be changed. How many like to be changed when we come into the presence and we hear the word of God? I I want to be affected. If he's the God of creation, when I come in and have an encounter with him, I better be changed. Amen? Amen. (laughs) All right. So John 12, 35, Jesus replied, My light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can. So the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Now, I believe we can take this to heart because we have a choice today where we're going to walk. We can be born again. We can be called the light. But we choose whether we walk in darkness or whether we walk in light. Based upon what we choose to gratify. (laughs) And this is not condemnation. It says don't. It's not about don't do that. Don't do that. We know. Our heart knows. Whether we're in the presence of God. Honoring his presence. Or we're following after something our flesh is telling us. Is really be a whole bunch of fun to do today. (laughs) Right. It could be just. It could be a matter of. Of just not doing something. Just sitting back and saying, uh, you know, I, I, I really need to just spend some special time with God today on my alone. Alone with God. I just want to be alone. Actually, I want to sleep. Right? <laughs> and being a light isn't necessarily just being alone with God. It's going from the mountain and going out and shining. Does that make sense? Aren't you glad Jesus did that? You know, he got away all the time to spend some time to be transfigured with his father, but he came off to shine. There's a necessity of us to do this, right? And it's limited. We need to take this serious. We need to do this today. It's not something you can put off, right? When do you pay your taxes? Well, really smart people like pay them like way ahead of time. But a lot of people wait until there's no more time. Right? That can be pretty stressful, can it? Jesus said, let's don't wait. Let's don't jump into the light on the last day. I used to do this with Tess. Anybody do this with Tess? I think we were talking with Orlando, right? It's like, I want to just crash for, or what do you call it? Cram, there we go. Cram for this test. I I, want to just, you know, my, my thing was I would cram and then it would scram once it was over with. You know, so all, that, all that information would just kind of go because you're not really learning it. You're, you're just stuffing it in there for a little while. And, and God says, you know, let's don't make this just a, a, a cramming session. 
Let's just don't see that, uh, oh, you know, a lot of people do this when they find out they're going to pass away, you know. It's like, oh, I better start doing some stuff, you know. And he said, we can't, all of us, our breath is so limited here on this earth. We got to get started with this right now. And that's why it's called walking in the light. That means it's a continual, you're, you're never out of the light. You're always living there. And what is that? To walk in the light is to be a uh, aware of the source of the light and to make sure that there's no dark corners that you're creating yourself, but you're allowing the sun to illuminate everything. You know how we're made? This is, what, this is what's cool about climbing Kilimanjaro. How we're made, it's, it's interesting. Our peripheral can take in so many things that our, our ability to progress is, is affected by. That's why you can run going downhill and what, it's amazing what our bodies are doing. They're taking in all kinds of information because you can see everything. Yeah. But if the things that are going to get you are those things that are hidden, something that you didn't see. When the sun starts to go down, it gets dangerous to go fast. Right? Yeah. But in the day, and that's what Jesus is saying, there's a day that we need to walk. We, we need to take advantage of the light shining. Yeah. Right? Okay. First Peter 2, 9. We're called out of darkness to display the light of God's glory. Aren't you glad? This is a calling. Can everybody say this right now? I've been called out of darkness. <laughs> How many knew, knew that ahead of time? We know that, don't we? We've been called out. But there's, we're not just called out. We're called to. It's not enough to just come out of the darkness. We got to go in to the light. And there's a purpose in that light that we're called into. Okay? But you are not like that. You are a chosen people. You know what he's talking about? He's, he's talking about Jesus. He's saying that Jesus can either be something that promotes you, propels you, or becomes a stumbling block. You know, the people have a problem. Even, even Christians is like, uh, you mean I have to be completely consecrated here? You mean I have to give up my whole life? And you know what? Jesus can become a stumbling block for Christians. But I have a plan for my life. But I have something I want to do. But maybe I want to hang out in the dark a little bit. There's some stuff in the dark I want to do. Right? And these are choices we're making. Right? But it says here, he says, but you are not like that. Don't you like that? That's, that's another faith statement. <laughs> it's like, you're not like that. Can you say that? I'm not like that. I'm not like that. For you are a chosen people. Man, say, I'm chosen. I'm special. I'm special. That's how they say it in Texas. All right. You are a royal priest. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. Oh, so this isn't just about me. We have a responsibility. The plane's going down if we don't take out that, uh, that guy that was going to, huh? The hijacker, there we go. Plane's going down if I don't take out the hijacker. You know, I have a responsibility. There's some people that are not going to make it if I don't shine. Yeah, that's good. That's good. We can, and what the enemy wants to do is get us all caught up with what's going on in me, whether or not I'm getting offended by this. We can get offended by church all day long, you know, by somebody in the church. In the process, we're not shining. Because when we shine, it's going to be love that's shining. And love has no self involved with it. It's not driven by self at all. It's all going to be about what, what somebody else needs. And that's what's so wonderful about this. We've been called out of darkness. Yeah. And that's so special. And I feel so chosen and so wonderful. But what's really special about it is now I have a role to play. I have a calling. I've been, I've been called and I've been chosen. And I have a really special function in the kingdom of God. And that's shining. Amen? It's not a small thing. People are going to know God because I shine. Amen? For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. 
Once you had no identity as a people, oh my. Now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, but now you received God's mercy. Isn't that good? Yes. Amen? Yes. Now, the more this becomes reality for us, the more we shine with it. Yes. it it's not just a possession anymore. It's something you want to share. Yeah. This happens on Facebook all the time. It happens on, I don't even know all the platforms. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter. What happens when you really see something you like? My son is really good at this. Man, he sends me all these videos, all these. Man, yesterday he wanted me to sign up for a guitar giveaway. Yes. What? For him, yeah. <laughs> when I win it, it goes to him, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why? And this, this is what this whole platform is built on. It's the advertising aspect of it. That, that you see something you like and what do you do? It's worth nothing at all until you do what? Share it. Is that true? You know, that, that's what all these people are, are, are desiring more than anything else. They don't want you just to view it. I mean, viewing is nice. You know, you get a whole bunch of views. You get a whole bunch of money or whatever. But what they really want you to do, how that's going to build and how you're going to have more viewers and, and how, how it's going to really be like a, what do they call it? Viral. viral. There we go. Man, I'm getting so much help today. <laughs> how does it go viral? Just because people happen to see it? No, people are sharing it, aren't they? It's a viral. What is a viral? A virus. Something that's contagious. Is that right? You got it from some, where did you get that COVID? Oh, somebody. I, I, let's see, who was it? I want to figure out who that was and why to place some blame on them because they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. That, that was the whole thing, wasn't it? Right? Why? Because it's contagious. Is that true? That's what we've been called to do. We don't just receive it. We don't just say, that's something nice. I don't think I'm going to share it, but it's good. <laughs> How selfish is that? That is really selfish, isn't it? I'm just going to enjoy God all for myself. It's just me and the big guy. No. If he's anything to you, what are you going to do? You're going to share it, aren't you? You know what sharing is? That's shining. That's, that's projecting the light of God's glory. Is that not true? Yes. Amen. And, and here's the thing. If you've been brought out, how many can say I've been brought out of darkness? Amen. <laughs> okay, you just admit it. You've been called for this. Yeah. Right? Is that true? Yeah. We're, all, we're all called to this. Yeah. Amen. We might not all be called to sing. You know, I grew up in church and it's like, sometimes people would say, I'd like to just sing a special for you. Just look unto Jesus and don't really listen to me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I think maybe you were called to something else. <laughs> your, your shining is going to have a different manifestation. Either that or get to work on practicing a little bit. Because sometimes a gift that we have needs a little bit of work on it for it to be useful as either shining or repelling. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, that wasn't as much fun as it should have been. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's in the flooding of light that understanding comes. So this is like I said with my with my neighbor's yard. Actually, the rest of the story. I did go back the next day and clean up the poop and I fixed the fence. So, and I still have to fix uh, re replace all the rest of it. But um, I'm waiting for cooler weather. That's been my excuse. All right. Um, but it. In the flooding of the light, though, is when, when the understanding comes. It's not enough to just hear the gospel. There's a need for there to be an understanding that is embraced with the heart. Okay? Ephesians 1.18. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. He's talking to Christians here, isn't he? Right? And what's his prayer for them? You know what I really think is interesting about Paul's prayers for people? It, He's not, well, he, he, he doesn't pray for their healing. He doesn't pray for their prosperity. He says, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that everything you can be blessed and you know, all these kind of things. But what does he pray for? He prays for revelation, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. 
for light. Even for Christians. He's praying that, that there will be light that would flood in because it's with light that there's understanding that allows there to be change. Can you see that? I pray that your hearts and not just your minds. Isn't this interesting? He doesn't just say, I just want your little, that little pea brain up there to finally get some light. No, he says, I want your heart because it's with, it's with your heart that you believe. Not just your mind. That's why it requires a shining of a spiritual light into our hearts. This is why our function is so much bigger than just telling people stuff. It's carrying the glory of God. Because when it comes in the, in the glory of God, it's going gonna, it's gonna to provide a heart change that an argument will never provide. Can you see that? I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. Don't you like this? He's already given it. We don't have to go searching for it. It's already ours. Amen? His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Man, if we can, if we can just see that one phrase, if we can get light and understanding... We are the chosen inheritance of God. Amen? Amen? That acquires some confidence in who we are. Enables us to be free, to be fearless, to shine. Okay. To be filled, there will need to be no dark corners. And this is the part that we have to play in this. Because I don't know about you, but I, I, you know, like I said, I, my dad was a pastor. I've got grandma here now. So a lot of years have passed in between. And my experience has been, I can put up some dark corners. I can get offended. I can get discouraged. I can have thoughts I shouldn't have. You know, and this is not for me to be condemned. No, it, it's for me to understand that I don't have to stay there. God's not pushing me away. He doesn't not like me because I put up some dark spots. He says, you can come. But when you come... Allow me to shine the light into those dark places and for them to be cared for. This is the wonderful thing about God. He's not wanting to condemn us for anything we do ever. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn people. I came to shine lights so that when you see that area that needs to be fixed, you allow me to care for it. I couldn't see the fence in the dark. I needed some light. God says, I, I need this for you. Allow there to be an awareness that God, and God will do that. He'll say, you know what? This is a place that my glory can't shine in this area. You've got an attitude that's not working. All right? This doesn't look like love. So there could be no light, shining of, of God's light through something that's not. So there is this area that we, can, we need to care for. We don't care, again, we don't care for it out of condemnation. It, it, how many know that the people that are addicted and stuff, they don't need to just feel bad about it. Feeling bad about something doesn't ever fix it. You replace it with something else. Is that right? So look how, how he says it here in Luke. Jesus is saying this. He says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your whole body. What's coming through your eye is actually affecting the condition of your whole body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. Well, when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. What does that mean? What we choose to look at, what we choose to uh, um, meditate on, what we choose to uh, be gratified by, entertained by, what are we doing? Sometimes we can think, I'm just looking at this thing. No, you're not. You're allowing darkness to come in and cover something up. And again, this is not a condemnation thing. It's just a reality thing. That if you cover this up, there's gonna, it's not going to be allowed to shine. Can you see that? And who's Jesus saying needs to take care of this? It says, you make sure. In the English language, there's not a you there, but it's understood, right? From my English. Say, make sure. Who's, who's supposed to do that? I am, right? That the light you think you have is not actually darkness. <laughs> that means we have a responsibility to not just let things be there. To not just let, 
And so we need revelation for what those things are even. You know, I've, I've been getting some revelation on love. But love isn't just ignoring things. It's actually becoming active to resolve things, you know? And sometimes you need, and, and you can fail in that regard, and, and you can stay in a, in a position of being hurt or being, uh, feeling like you can't do something because of something you've experienced. And actually, love is, is letting go of any of those kinds of things. But you need revelation on that. So that's another sermon. We'll talk about that another time. But, but that's why we come together. And this is something I've been finding in, in, in reading in the scriptures. Every day we read a chapter. It's like, wow, there's, there's brand new revelation in every chapter. And, and next time we go back and look at it again, we're going to see it a little bit different. Why? Because there's, if this is true, the revelation we get from him, we're not going to get it in one little dip into it. In fact, it's a lifelong acquisition. Is that true? So this light that we're talking about here, he says, you're going to have to make sure. And this is why we go to the word all the time. This is why we, we abide in the light, in the presence of God. We're saying, God, show me these places in your presence. But you approach him with that kind of an attitude. Say, God, my heart's open before you here. I'm not going to hide things. Have you ever done that? It's like... I don't really want to go into God's presence right now because there's some stuff I don't want him to see. We used to travel with um, a guy called, called Kenneth Hagen. I, I traveled with him when I was uh, uh, in high school. Actually, after my junior and my senior years in high school, I, I traveled with him. And the thing about him is he, he could see in the realm of the spirit. He could see stuff you're up to. So whenever you get around him, you know, it says he's faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So, so there was really a lot of diligence to make sure that when you got around Brother Hagen, you didn't have anything that he could see and point out to everybody else. <laughs> he never did that. But, but you, for some reason, you were still thinking, well, it might happen, you know. Or, or just that he would be sitting there noticing, knowing all this stuff. You know, it's like, uh, you know. And, and it could even just be the smallest thing, but you know what I'm saying. But this is not, and we can have this attitude towards God too. It's like, oh, I got to fix everything before I get in. And he says, let's don't fix everything. Let's let me fix stuff. Yeah. I'm the fixer. Yeah. I just need you to come. Yeah. Because when you come, I shine the light. Yeah. Let me shine the light. Don't you be looking around in the dark to try to figure out what's wrong. <laughs> Just come let me shine the light. And I will make things right there. Right? But we have to make sure and do that. That's how we do that. We say, I'm going to come to you, right? If you're filled with light, with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant. That's, what, that's, that's like the noonday sun. It's just it's shining. On, in, even in the shadows, they're still getting light. Right? That's, that's how it will be. As though a floodlight were filling you with light. God is desiring this for us. He said, walk in my light. What is that? Walk in an awareness of his presence continually. You know, if we could just do that, if we could just be aware of his presence, man, it would eliminate a lot of these things that we might tend to do just because we're honoring his presence. You know, this is some of the highest worship. Sometimes we, I got my favorite worship songs. That's when I really get spiritual is when I listen to these worship songs. And, and God says, you know, when, I, when you really get spiritual is when you acknowledge me in that moment when you could be doing something else and you say, I'm going to choose God's light yeah, instead. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's much higher worship than the best worship leader there is. All right. Nothing personal. <laughs> okay. All right. I have just a, a little bit more here. Y'all good? Yeah. We're walking in the light. I mean, we're growing in this. This is our calling. This is what, you know, this is what our world needs. This is what Liberty Hill needs. This is what my home needs. Yes. It needs for me to shine. Yes. Walking in the light looks like walking together in holiness. Now, this is a cool thing. In 1 John, 
First John, man, he's a loving guy, isn't he? He's like, he just wears a placard saying, I love love. <laughs> and I love for you to love too, right? He says, if we say that we have fellowship with him, and this is the thing. A lot of people want to just have their personal relationship. And he says, no, if you're going to have a personal relationship with God, if God is shining his light into your heart, and you say that you're having fellowship with him, but you're actually walking in darkness, what does it say? We lie and do not practice the truth. So what's coming out of our mouth, what we're claiming to be, and we can even tell ourselves this, everything's okay, he's faithful and just forgive me and to cleanse me from all unsins. So when I get done with this, I'm going to do that and it's going to be taken care of. That's not walking in light. That's saying, I have a relationship with him that I'm going to depend on the blood of Jesus to take care of everything that's wrong and I don't, so that way I don't actually have to walk in a light. I don't actually have to walk in fellowship. He wants us to walk. He sent Jesus so that we could walk with him. Amen. So we can live and move and have our being in his presence. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have, now here's what happens though. You can almost tell, and, and this is not against anybody or anything like that, but a lot of, uh, okay. <laughs> a lot of times when there's a withdrawal from fellowship with the body, it's an indication of withdrawal from fellowship with the Father. And that's really what this is saying, is it not? That when you get in the light, what it's going to do is going to help you to see light in others and be drawn and, and, and bonded to that. Amen? In fact, what the light's going to do is help you to see others in Christ and not to see the negative, but to see the restored. If we walk in the light as he is the light, we'll have fellowship who? With who? Not just the man upstairs. And I say that sacrilegiously on purpose because that's what I never say. Okay. Hopefully you can. Uh, I'm being facetious. Can you understand that? But I've had people say that, you know, it's like, well, it's just kind of uh, an indication of where you're at, you know, because it's not just about that. It's going to be about his body too. We have fellowship with who? One another. And in the process of this, and this is what I want to encourage us with, some of the biggest uh, strongholds we have in our life, the biggest things that we're having a difficulty with, because sin is bondage. You know, it's it, saying that there is no sin doesn't make it go away. Getting rid of the law, you know, I thought about this with regard to where our nation is right now. Just saying, uh, defunding the police doesn't make the problem go away. Just getting rid of laws and, and opening up the borders and saying it's okay to come across doesn't solve any problems. <laughs> right? Same thing with God. Just saying it's okay to do something does not make it, no, because you're still dealing with the bondage. You're still bound. You're still listening to a different slave master. Is that right? So here's what happens, though. As you get into his presence, and what it does, here's, here's what happens. There's, there's a, a, an accountability to him, but then there becomes an accountability to his body, and he's designed this, that we get our freedom when we're with each other. We get freedom from bondages. We get freedom from confusion. Amen. We get freedom from discouragement. Where? In the presence of God and with each other. That's what this is saying. Amen. That you walk in the light of his presence. It's going to cause you to the walk, walk in fellowship with his body. And in that is liberation from strongholds. God's designed it that way. Amen. That we get free together. We don't have to do it alone. Isn't that good? God doesn't say, all right, just go off and confess all these scriptures all by yourself and fix yourself. No, he says, come into my presence. Enjoy the light of my presence. And when you do, you're going to have this fellowship with each other that's going to strengthen you. This is part of what happened at this meeting that we were at. It's, um, it's all these people that dad has, has ministered to through the years, people that have been born again, and a bunch of ministers that have come through my dad's ministry. Um, 
that are amazing people. They really are. But what we have when we come together is, is there's a fellowship. There's an, there's an encouragement. And, and just sitting around and, and eating together. And, and what it does is it, it, it strengthens you. And this is really why we're here this morning. Yes. It's for this. Yes. Amen. It's not to just check, check off that I've done my duty for this week. No, I've, I've come together with somebody else. And there's a prompting to grow in the Lord and to shine in the Lord. Amen? Yeah. All right. I've got one more here I'd like to look at. This is Revelation. How many know, know there's an end to all this? Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, we have this illusion. Sometimes when we're going through life, especially when our kids are little, it seems like this is going to go on forever, you know? And then, then they grow up into people and, and they're different... different uh, it's, it's funny. It's like my son over here. Well, both my. Uh, oh, here he is. It's, it's just really weird because, I mean, they're like full grown men now. And, uh, well, for me, it, it's like because they're still my kids. You know, it's, it's like um, Hayden, uh, well, both of them now. It's like they're, they're, they're turning into these muscle men kind of people. And, and I go hug them like they're my little kid, you know. It's like, wow, this is really weird. Um, I used to cuddle them, you know, and and read them stories and stuff and put them to bed and all that kind of stuff. And and to me, there's, I, I still like them like that, you know. Um, but I, I just have to settle for a nice bear hug and <laughs> let it be at that. <laughs> But there's an end to all this, and God sees this. And this is why he's actually telling us these kind of things. He says, I'm preparing you for where I want you to go. Yeah. I'm preparing. What we're talking about here right now is participating in the ending right now. Can you see that? What God gives us right now is like a... a a foretaste, a preview, a, a participation in the reality of what's going to come in the end. <laughs> but it's only for those who walk in the light now. That's why it's necessary now. We only have an, a, a limited amount of time for this. And God takes it very seriously. Jesus came to provide this, to, to take us out of darkness so that we could go into his marvelous light. If that's so important that he came and gave his life to make that happen, it should be so important that we access it and we walk in it. Amen? So here it's talking about this city. Man, you know, we can talk about these things and it's weird because they're talking about Different universe, different culture altogether. And we just kind of, and we have to relate to it somehow with where we're coming from. But he talks about it being a city and this is where we're going to actually be. And it's, it's going to be how things are. It's going to be right. It's going to be real. And it says, and the city has no need of sun or moon for the glory of God illuminates the city and the lamb is its light this won't be optional for anybody that's there this is the this is going to be it now what i think is really cool it's optional for us now we can go there now amen we have this same god right now we have the choice we can walk in the light we can live in the removal of darkness from our life, can't we? Yes. Amen? Yes. The Spirit of the Lord right here it, today, right in this room right now, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty yes. from what? From darkness. Yeah. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's light that brings illumination and understanding. And Paul's prayers get answered in us if we avail ourselves to them. Yes. Amen? Amen? The nations will walk in its light. Did you know that there, Jesus is going to come back and there's actually going to be a reign of Jesus on the earth? The Jewish people had a hard time accepting Jesus as the Messiah because they, their understanding of a Messiah is a, is a 
ruler on this earth. Well, it's not over. He's coming back. Amen. And he's going to rule. Actually, we're going to rule and reign with him on this earth. Right? So the nations will walk in its light. When that happens, there's going to be, this is going to be the way it is. Well, I was going to say a particular political party doesn't get to decide some things, but I'll just let you handle that. Okay. And, and the kings of the world will enter the city in all their glory. Who are those kings? You see, this is what we're being chosen for. But who gets to participate in this in the end? Those who walk in it now. God's not going to allow just anybody that didn't care about it now to participate in it later. This is why it becomes very critical for us, for our families. It's like I said with, with giving. What we're doing when we're walking in the light, we're not just doing it ourselves. We're modeling it for our kids. And their eternal destiny is dependent upon our walk now. We can't take it lightly. <laughs> Everybody's not going to this city. Only those who took the message of its truth right now said, I'm choosing that over the darkness. Amen? Amen? Now, I know I'm talking to the choir. I know we have this relationship with him, but it needs to be, we can take it and let it be a serious thing in us. Amen? And this calling, this is something we've been called to do. Uh, again, it's about my family, but you know what? It's also about Liberty Hill. Did you know that most of Liberty Hills on the wide path to hell? And our, and our shining has something to do with that. God's calling us into his presence where he's going to make corrections on our perspectives of what is necessary in the remaining breaths that we get on this earth. And he's saying, I want to call you to a place where your life will be, make a difference for eternity. It's going to be a place of light. It's going to be a place of liberty and freedom. Amen? Is this for me today? Yes. Hallelujah. Let's say that for, this is for me today. Amen. I'm called into light. I'm called into freedom. Hallelujah. I'm going to shine. I'm going to be on the hill shining with the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything Jesus came to provide so that I can be more than just me. I'm going to allow it to be God that's getting the glory through me. Amen.